The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast. They're giving away an autographed DeAndre Swift jersey and a merch store gift card. Check out all the details by following them on Twitter at SGPN Fantasy. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, episode 220. Yes, it's hard to believe, but we are already up to episode 220. Uh, this this and this went out to all my fellow Canadians and hosers. Happy Thanksgiving to you all. It is Thanksgiving in Canada today. The proper uh, time to have Thanksgiving, October. Uh, and then, then you have a, a nice break before Christmas. Americans, they have their Thanksgiving jammed right up against Christmas. It's, it just doesn't make sense. So I, I also have a, uh, a proposal to move Christmas to the end of January, but that's, that's probably for a different podcast. But anyhow, I am thankful for you coming to the show. And I am one of your hosts, Jeff Chalks Fox. Thank you, like I said, once again, for coming to the podcast. Uh, thank you, actually. I forgot to mention this. September was our network's biggest month for downloads. SGPN Network had over 1.1 million downloads. And then this particular podcast you listen to, the MMA Gambling Podcast, also had a record for downloads. So thank you all for making that happen. Because obviously, it wouldn't, have hap- wouldn't happen unless you people are listening. So that's another thing I'm thankful for today. I'm very thankful. Another thing I'm thankful for is my co-host, who I'm going to bring in with not much to riff off of. It's Daniel Gumby Reeland. Hello. No, I, I've got stuff to riff off of. You, you okay. wanted, you want to move our holidays. Christmas. We, we, we we've yeah. got great positioning of our holidays because here in America, we have enough stupid extra holidays to give us true. long weekends every single month. Because I don't, I, I know that this is your your Thanksgiving, but did you know I'm actually on a long weekend this weekend yep, as well? I do know. Yeah. You, yeah. You, you're that's next episode. You just wait. Oh, okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> yeah. The, uh, the benefit of, of having you as a co-host, I would say, is you know all of the American holidays, and then yep. you're like, I Love got stuff. And yeah, and then you were like, and I got stuff to do today because it's it's Thanksgiving, and I was like, oh, weird, because I ain't got the slightest clue. <laughs> yep. That's typical Americans for you. Typical <laughs> Americans. Yes. Um. Yeah. Anytime I look at the calendar, just uh, when we have a weekend, a long weekend, you guys always have some. Some like Arbor Day or something, <laughs> some fake, some fake flag, uh, flag day, flag day, some fake holiday like that. That's what that, that's the American way. So um, anyhow, Thanksgiving for all you people, all the, all you Canadians. Thank you. And then we can celebrate it again in a month when when the Americans do, too. A lot of us do that as well. So uh, you really? can see Thanksgiving. You celebrate this American Thanksgiving so, sometimes, sometimes some people do. I know. Yeah. Hey, any excuse, right? We should start hijacking some of your holidays. You should. Also celebrating them like. Although I, I guess I was just about to like list all the ones we should start hijacking and realized I don't know any Canadian holidays. Yep, it's true. Do you have a we Trudeau have, day? Do you have a nope, Trudeau? No. We have a family day. Family oh, okay. day is is a made up one in January in February. You're supposed to hang oh, out with really? your family. Yeah. Oh, so we have Martin Luther King Day then. So you yep, just get you true. just get family day at the same yep, time. Yeah, it's true. And then we have like <laughs> that. Does, it, that sounds uniquely Canadian. Yeah, I don't so know I, if I think we like, can hijack that. <laughs> Queen Victoria gets one, I think. We have Victoria Day and stuff like that. So yeah, there's still a lot of uh, monarchy crap. Um, but hey, <laughs> if if you get a day off, hey, you get a day off. So if I, you're I in Montreal, that. do you get to celebrate Bastille Day? 
I think I yeah, I, I think they do have um different uh, holidays than us as well. I haven't I been only, there in quite a long know, time. I only know about Bastille Day because of a Simpsons joke. Oh, uh, do you really? Yeah, when when uh when Lisa is trying to be cool on the beach during their trip. Yes, uh-huh. yes, one yes. of the one of the kids who's cool says his family's French, so they only celebrate the seal day. They don't <laughs> yes, celebrate the Fourth of July. <laughs> yes, lots of, of fun. Yeah, I haven't been to Montreal in quite a while. I think the last time I was in Montreal was when our prime minister's former prime minister father was being uh, was having his funeral. Actually, so it was it's been quite a quite a long time ago. Pierre Elliott Trudeau, but this is not a Canadian politics podcast <laughs> but can you tell it's it's a non-ufc uh, show once again because we're we're riffing we're riffing on things um but we're gonna give you picks don't worry as you can probably see by the the headline of this uh the heading of this episode what we we have picks for you um we thought we'd start things off with a regional recap because what we uh dan had picks for three regional events uh mediocre results uh, as per usual but uh he's gonna put a positive spin on it and, and tell you how um, how he really didn't get the ones that were wrong wrong and how the ones he got right were amazing were amazing and, and whatnot so go right ahead so we, we can start with cage warriors uh in this one I, I think I was probably the most wrong but I'll say this it for some reason the Italians showed out which I didn't expect uh yeah no offense did. to it yeah no offense to Italian MMA but I think they went eight no who would have well, ever most seen- of them were most of them seem to be quite inexperienced and stuff. And they seem to just be put on the card for the fact that they were Italian, basically. Right? Yeah. And, and, and some of, and I was very surprised Dominique Wooding lost in the main event. Yeah. Uh, no doubt. But like he just never landed his big shot. Martin, Martin Tione, uh did a really good job of like staying away from it. And just was like, you know, better suited to win a decision. Um, we also got a cancellation fight here. Uh, Elberth DS uh, showed up five and a half pounds overweight. So we didn't get to see Charrier fight. Uh, with that being said, Cage Warriors immediately ditched Elberth and it probably are not going to have him back. And Charrier, meanwhile, is, I guess, rebooked for the next Cage Warriors event, which I think is only two or three weeks away. So, like, we'll see him back in there right away. Um, Petr Zoli looked good over Maras Flaminas. I had Flaminas. Uh, but I would say this, along with the other pick that I missed, which was uh, Emmanuel Zakaria beating Bogdan Barbu. I said don't bet either of those because I originally gave you lines. <laughs> we give I you picks not to bet. Well, I, I gave you lines. Remember, because <laughs> right, this is the one right. where we didn't have lines going in. Yeah. And I was like, Flamina should be a plus 145 underdog or so. He wound up a negative 145 favorite. And I'm like, you can't take a guy who should be an underdog at that kind of money. And then Barbu, I was like, I like the value on him. I get, I would guess he's probably plus 225. He came in at almost, by, by fight time, it was even money. So, like, I was like, definitely don't bet that dude even money. I liked his value at 225. Um, so I missed both of those picks, which was kind of disappointing. But, uh, again, ones I told you not to bet. Um, and then uh, McCole DeSigny, negative 450 favorite, kind of an easy slam dunk one. So uh, we won that one. So uh, one in three on Cage Warriors. Uh, on FAC, I amazingly lost a negative 1,500 favorite. L. Wagman lost to Selena Ga. Yeah, that was the big surprise of the weekend. But you know what? Here's what I'll say, though, is so I said, first of all, don't bet negative 1,500 favorites on a regional promotion. You're an insane person if you're doing that. Um, but, like, she lost that fight, and it, if anybody watched it, it just really showed me <laughs> that she needs to fight at atom weight. Right? Like, we were talking about her moving up the straw weight to try to make the UFC, and I really do believe she's good enough to be in the UFC. But, like, this was just, like, such a good 
good selling point for like needing an atom weight division because they're these ridiculously talented women like Elle Wagman out there who just like they just can't move up like they're they're not good enough or big enough to move up and like if there was an atom weight division for her, I think she would have been fine um so that's disappointing uh but like you know again not one to bet uh the only other loss I had in this one was Keith Dawson lost to Zach Scroggins he looked a little bit good early on but didn't wind up uh finishing as good as he could have um he was a plus 250 dog so I'm okay missing that one uh, Wasn't it Marshall, leg kicks? Excuse me, interrupt. That yeah, was uh, yeah. calf kicks. We're killing them, right? Yeah, we're, we're yes, absolutely I saw destroying them. Um, and then Kempf and Dakota Bush both won, uh, which were, you know, right around negative 200 favorites for me. So two and two on FAC. Uh, CFFC was probably my most successful one. That one was three and two. Uh, I hit Robert Vericchio, who hit a sick knockout to start off the night. Uh, I then missed two in a row, uh, both of them being, oh no, one of them being a dog, one of them being like an even money play. Yep. Curatolo is, continues to bum me out. I'll probably never pick him again, dude. Um, Santo Curatolo, I, You've picked been on, I picked him on Contender Series. I picked him on a regional level fight recently, and now I've picked him here against Shamel Finley, and he has let me down three straight times. Uh, so props to Shamel Finley, though. He's slowly turned into a guy like maybe two or three wins away from like, popping up on contender series next year. Um, and then Tracy reader, uh, was my underdog play on this one. Didn't pan out, uh, had a decent start in this one, but then wound up just getting mauled. And then my, I ended the night with two wins, Earl small, uh, backpack to David Gladfelter and Greg Velasco kind of let me down though. He won, but I'll say he let me down because he looked, kept going for the submission and then he looked real tired. And that's kind of a bummer out of heavyweight prospect. Especially because, as we noted on that preview show, too, uh, he, he's a, a heavyweight, and they their heavyweight title fights are are four rounds. Like I don't, I don't know. What we're it, doing it, was it was four rounds. It was four rounds. Yeah, because the the scorecard was forty thirty six, and I was like, what the hell are we doing here? Why do we do this? It's not amateur. It's just like, do we not want to see five rounds of heavyweight? Maybe not. Um, but weird, weird. Regardless, uh, so. Yeah, at the end of the night, uh, or the end of the two nights, rather, six and seven, um, not a lot of dog money coming in, so it was it was pretty flat overall. But uh, I've I've got a few dogs I like this week, so hang on for these next two episodes because you might hear some ones you like. Okay, everyone will hang around. I'm going to tell you about some of our sponsors, and we'll dive right into what you're going to hang around for. Thinking of joining WinBet, you've been thinking a long time. If you're still thinking about it, I've been asking you this for months. Hopefully you've joined years. already, but years even. If you haven't, if you haven't joined, now is the perfect time. New customers who bet $100 get you $100 free bet. Plus, the WinBet Casino is always open 24 hours a day, where you can get 100% deposit bonus up to 8000 bucks. Looking to join the WinBet Biggest Winners Club? Whoever hits the biggest parlay on WinBet odds-wise gets a $1,000 free bet. Last week, someone turned $6 into 4000 plus they got a free $1,000 bet. Sadly, it was neither myself, and I'm guessing it wasn't going to be, right? It was not me. Because Gumby would have bailed on this podcast for sure if, if he wanted to hit that much money. WinBet is truly hashtag gens only. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. So they know we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where play through WinBet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. Now onto Fubo TV. If you watch football, you need Fubo TV. Fubo TV gives you complete coverage of college and pro football with NFL Red Zone, plus games in 4K at no extra charge. 
over 100 channels of live sports and entertainment for a fraction of the price of cable. Watching all your devices and never miss a game or an episode of your favorite shows with the included cloud-based DVR, plus no contract, no commitment, and you can cancel at any time. Right now, you can try FuboTV free for seven days and get 15% off your first month. Just go to FuboTV.com slash SGP. It's F-U-B-O-T-V.com slash SGP. No commitment, no contract. That sounds right up a DeGen's alley right there. Um, okay. What are we going to talk about this episode, Dan? KSW, how about 75? Does that sound good? That sounds good to me. Confrontatia? Tasia? Zutuk Walkie is what it's called, actually, right? Yeah, that's, that's what it stands for. <laughs> and we looked it up one time, too, right? It's confrontation... Yep. Uh, like fighting something, fighting company or something, something Polish. Uh, say the name because I probably said it wrong. You say it now. Go. It's it's Konfrontiska Stutwalki. <laughs> Listen to this guy. I I don't think we have that um, language app um, sponsoring this this week, but still, this guy, <laughs> fantastic. Um, we've talked about KSW before. Um, a while back when we we're having one of our No UFC No Problemo episodes. Um. Very good under the radar promotion, priced under the radar over here. I guess the hard cars know about it, but they really know how to put on a show, and they must pay pretty solid too because they they seem to be able to retain um, a lot of top fighters and and keep them from from going to the UFC. Yeah, they they seem. I'm pretty sure they have like the best pay that is not the like. I, I think they probably pay better than PFL and stuff like that. Yeah, also, possibly. Also, the the intern looked up uh, the name of the organization, what KSW stands for, and its literal translation into English is martial arts confrontation. Right. Perfect. (laughs) That's what we're looking for. But, yeah, they put on a big spectacle and whatnot. And and, uh, they have pride vibe about it. Yeah, they they do have some pride style. Well, I was going to say they have some pride style freak fights, but maybe not as much now because one of their freak fighters actually turned out to be pretty good. The. uh, what's this? Pooj. What's yeah, Pooj, the uh, one of the strongest men in the world, bodybuilder type guy. He ended up like having a longer career in this than than many would have expected. He's not fighting in this card, but he is fighting soon. He's fighting um, what's his name? The legend is going up the heavyweight to fight him, right? Um, oh, is it Kalidov? Yes, yes, yeah, he's moving up to heavyweight to fight him. But anyhow, that's not that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about. This Friday's event, 10 a.m. Eastern start time, KSW 75. I think you watch it through their, if you're going to watch it through legal means, it's through their website, is it not? I believe so, yeah. Yes. You believe so, do you? It, it's, taking, it's taking place in Poland. I, I just accidentally caught Dan in something. He, the feds are going to bust down his door any second. I, I didn't say a thing. The Polish feds. Um, it's in a cage, sadly. You never know what these Eastern European uh, stuff. It, it could be in a in a fun uh, location, but no, it's in a cage. Eight fights. Is this a good card for KSW? There's no no belts on the line, but is this a, a good card or a run in the mill card or? I mean, I'm, I I just see like a couple of people who I enjoy watching. Um, yeah. But but apart from that, I, I would say if they were probably ranking their cards, I'd say it has like less name value than they're used to putting on. Um. So while I I think it's gonna be fun to watch, I I would say. In terms of KSW cards, they they usually come with a little more heat than this. All right, well there you go, another mediocre card. Well, they, they really <laughs> got to plan. They got to plan these things up better. When the UFC, like Bellator, should be running, like all, all these Bellator runs the same night as the UFC instead of like UFC has weeks off. They barely ever have weeks off, but you should be running big things when the UFC has a week off. But anyhow, 
what do I know about promoting? All right, we're going to start off with, how about some light heavyweights? Um, Luis Henrique da Silva, you may know that name, even though there's like a million fighters with combinations of all those names. But anyhow, um, he's fighting Tomas Narkin, another guy you may, you may have heard of. And this is three rounds at the light heavyweight weight of 205 pounds. So I'm going to tell you about da Silva first. Frankenstein, it's that guy, if you remember him. He's 18 and 8, 16 knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out four times, submitted once. This will be his KSW debut. He's on a two-fight winning streak, and he's won four of his last six. All of four of those wins have come via a form of knockout or TKO. Uh, he is a regional champ or was a regional champ. He went 2-4 and four in the UFC. That's maybe where you know him from. He also went 0-1 on the Contender Series. He's fight at heavyweight, plus 350 is the number on De Silva. Narkin Zyrafa is his nickname. Do you know what that means, Dan? Giraffe. Yes, correct. He's not... Uh, we already have a draft here at Sports Gambling Podcast Network, Ryan Gilbert, but this guy claims to be a draft even though he's six foot three. And that's six, six foot three, 205 pounds. That's not draft esque at all. But nonetheless, maybe they have smaller drafts in, uh, in Poland. Uh, he is 18 and five, three knockouts, 14 submissions. So we know his path to victory. We've got a knockout man versus a submission man. Uh, he's been knocked out twice, Narkin. He, was 10, he is 10 and 4 in KSW and used to be the champion of the world at this weight class. He's lost two straight. He's only won two of his last five. He's not won a fight since November of 2020. He used to fight at heavyweight. This, actually, that was, I think that was kind of his downfall, right? He went for the heavyweight title, lost, and then he lost his light heavyweight title in the next fight, right? Yeah, it was, it was kind of ill-advised, I would say, probably in the grand scheme of things. Like two, 205 is probably where he belongs, but also... Yeah. And, and I'll break down exactly what his issue was in those fights, but it was yeah. basically he couldn't get his grappling going as well as he usually does. Yeah, so he's, so the last two losses have, are both in title fights. Once One, he went up to try to become double champ, and the other one, he lost his title. So this is him trying to get back on track, and probably if he can get a win here, he can probably get himself a title shot. Uh, was a regional champ. 2009, he's been a pro MMA fighter since. He won a couple of ADCC grappling championships in Europe, so he is a very good grappler, as Dan mentioned. And as his 14 submissions and 18 wins... Also hint at minus 549, a very strange number, but that is what I'm seeing for him. Yeah. Um, so first of all, I, I went back and looked at, at Luis Enrique's uh, UFC career. He actually lost to some pretty notable people. Like he has, uh, he won his first two fights and then he lost to Paul Craig, Jordan Johnson, Ian Kudalaba, and then Gokan Saki. And uh, it's worth noting the Gokan Saki fight too um he, he had been like winning it pretty easily and then Saki hit him with like a counter and and finished him so like he fought some pretty good people uh having lost four in a row there and then they gave him a chance on contender series the brazilian version of contender series and he lost a decision on there to johnny walker uh and that's how johnny walker got into the ufc so this dude has fought some people but with that being said you'll notice something very similar about all those people who beat him and most of the people who have beat him since too including like carlos vamola a lot of them, good grapplers. You know, with the exception of Gokan Saki, who he was beating on the feet um, before Saki landed the counter punch. Like, armbar to Paul Craig, Jordan Johnson, a noted wrestler, Ian Kudalaba, you know, like, just like a blanket, although that fight was super quick. He, he just has trouble with people who want to, like, badly outgrapple you, which is exactly why KSW is getting Narkin back in his winning ways against a very beatable opponent who he can just, like, likely maul, take down, you know, like do what he needs to do, get the rear naked choke in the first round and, and then start promoting like his rematches for championships. So yeah, this is, this is Narkin all day. The line isn't particularly exciting on this one, other than if you like weird numbers, because as 
as Jeff said, it's negative 549. Um, but that being said, yeah, like it, this is narking all day. No, no love here for the dog. Um, do giraffes maul? Is that how they, they I, eat their prey? I, no, I'm pretty I, sure I, giraffes are, are, uh, don't eat meat, first of all, right? They're vegetarian. Have, have you ever, <laughs> have you ever, have you, vegetarian, there's your, there's <laughs> that's your title. what they're called, right? There's your title name, vegetarian giraffe. Um, there you go. No, I, I, have you ever seen giraffes fight with their necks when they like, yeah, that's true. Yeah, like, yep. maybe he's, that's a style, that's a mauling, yeah, I would that's say. True. Yeah, that's very true. Very true. I would not mess with a, a giraffe. Um, all right. What are we moving on to? Except, except for Ryan Gilbert. Ryan Gilbert, I would, yeah, because he's, uh, yeah. He's way taller than me, but he weighs way less than me. So yeah, I think I, <laughs> but he's way younger than me too. So who knows? Who knows about these things? I'm not gonna fight him. He's my buddy. You're you're um, supposed to know. You're supposed to know those things. You're the guy with the stats. It's like, true. Height advantage, weight advantage, youth advantage. <laughs> All on his side. No, not weight, <laughs> youth. But yes, um, I don't fight my I don't fight anyone actually. I'm not gonna. Um, I'm far too old for that. Uh, light weights. How about these guys fight? Jan Liese, 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 How about Liese? How about Liese? I, I can't tell you how it's said because he's from Luxembourg and I don't know oh, the yeah. first thing about Luxembourg. Jan Liese, <laughs> it's, it's probably Frenchish, versus Adrian Gralik. And this, like I said, is at three rounds at the light heavyweight. Uh, not not light heavyweight, lightweight. Excuse me, I put uh, extra 50 pounds on these boys. All right, we're going to tell you about Gralik first. 155 pounds. He's 5-0. and oh. Two knockouts, one submission. This will be his debut in the promotion. Used to fight at welterweight. Don't have any height or reach info for him, sadly. Plus 180. Uh, say eight and one. One knockout, five submissions. Never been finished in a fight. Two and zero in KSW. Uh, that's part of a four-fight winning streak for him. He's gone four and zero. Used to fight at welterweight as well. Don't have age info for him. So these guys are all mysteries. Um, minus 250. It's yeah, I, at first I was like, I, I kind of liked Grolic because I, I, I didn't know too much about him, but it does seem like he's pretty decent on the mat um, in, in the regional fights I've seen him in. Because he, he's fought outside of KSW for a lot of this. And, and it looks like he's got decent takedowns and, and good submission skills once he gets there. Um, but then I went back and watched uh, another one of his fights a little bit older. He is a very poor striker, like a very very poor striker. Uh, he looks completely like a fish out of water there. And that's really where Jan is really good. Lice. He, he, he picks people apart. He's very long. Like Do you call him Lice. Did you I, say he has Lice? Lice. Lice. I don't know how to say French names. Maybe it's Luxembourg. <laughs> I don't even know if it's real French. Sorry. Um, I thought you said he had Lice. I'm like, Oh dear. Yeah. Yeah. Um, he, he does. He has Lice. Um, but like, the thing about him on the feet is he's very long and he always throws like a 30 punch combination where he's like not particularly dedicated to hurting you with any of them, but dedicated to keeping the distance and touching you with all of those. And I just got to imagine that this Grala guy being that he's like such a flimsy striker and like doesn't know what he's doing is just going to like have his face jabbed apart. And the fact that Lias is like good at keeping distance like is going to make it really hard for Grolic to get in on the legs. And even if he does get on the legs, I've seen like, like, you know, like defend takedowns fairly well. He's not the best grappler, but I think he's that combined with the distance is going to be enough to keep this on the feet. And and he should probably just pick him apart and win a pretty easy decision. My favorite part of that breakdown is when you said this Grolic guy, very good. This Grolic guy, this no Grolic, respect at all this, for him. This, this Grolic guy. <laughs> Grolic character is going to get beat. All right. Um, let me tell you about Eli's game plan app. Do you ever wish that before every NFL game, you could get up to date 
and accurate information before placing bets or locking in your fantasy lineup. Well, now you can with the Elias Game Plan app, the ultimate sports betting fantasy companion for the NFL, NBA, and MLB. Whether you're part of a fantasy tournament, placing bets, or just a huge sports fan and stats nerd, Elias Game Plan has everything you need. Elias Game Plan is a sports app for the most trusted name in sports stats. The Elias Sports Bureau official statisticians of U.S. pro sports leagues since 1913. You see and hear their trusted facts all the time from ESPN, your local radio broadcast, and television broadcast. But now you can have all the stats, facts, and team and player updates in the palm of your hand, all backed by the renowned research team. I never thought I'd be able to talk to the renowned researchers of Elias until I got this app, because you can. With their new chat function, you can talk to them directly and receive the information you need to back your big decisions on betting or fantasy leagues. Plus, the newly added weekly survivor pool analysis keeps you in the game. Take this NFL season to the next level and download the Elias Game Plan app today. Choose from three game plans when you subscribe, weekly, monthly, or annually. But I personally can get you 25% off your first month when you choose the monthly subscription. Just use, use promo code SGPN25. Find Elias Game Plan Sports Betting in the App Store or Play Store today and use my promo code SGPN25. Mine, not Gumby's, mine. All right, um, No House Advantage is changing the game as I drop things by offering the most dynamic fantasy sports platform available today. Play in pick'em contests versus other people for the shot at winning a quarter million dollars or more in cash. Download the app, choose a contest, select your player props, earn points for correct picks, and climb the leaderboard for your shot to win big money every day. You can also test your skills versus the house and win 20 times your entry if you hit all your picks. Adding up to five player prop over-unders or individual player matchups across every major sports league, including NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA, MMA, hooray, and NASCAR. Make sure to check out No House Advantage today and experience daily fantasy sports redefined because it's not just how you play, but also where you play. You won't want to miss out on this. Sign up now with promo code SGPN at nohouseadvantage.com or download the app to get a first deposit match up to 25 bucks. So basically any, any place you go, type in SGPN, SGP, some combo of the SGPN uh, letters, and more than likely, you're going to get yourself a, a discount. All right, um, what are we going to move on to now? How about we move on to, we're going to go down a weight class to featherweights. Alexei Polishuk versus Adam Soldov. So, so, uh, how did I mess up the easy name? Soldav. Soldav, I know, the easy name. All right, Polishuk first, 10 and 3. Two knockouts, five submissions. He's been submitted twice. This is his KSW debut. debut. He's won three straight, five of six. Was a regional champ. Used to fight down at Bantamweight. He's got an inch height, three inches of reach on Sodayev, plus 300. Sodayev, six and one, four knockouts, one submission. Never been finished in a fight. One and on KSW. He's won six straight fights after dropping his uh, pro debut. He's won, won four straight via TKO or knockout. Used to fight down at Bantamweight as well. Don't have an age for him. He's a man of mystery. Minus 450, the number on him. Yeah, this is an easy one. I, I don't even have to dig that deep into it. But Soldayev is a good one to like pair with Narkin as a parlay here. Throw it in throw, a parlay. Throw, throw them both in a parlay or like spruce up another one of your picks by using those two. Because like he, he's got some kind of like really wild power. Like I, I watched him floor a dude with a just like a simple jab. Um, he's got that like lead hand power that like busts up your nose with like 82 jabs anytime he wants to. And then like when he does throw the rear hand, it, it's got like really good knockout power. And I, I watched Polishuk because he was not one of the guys I was familiar with coming into this. He, he's pretty much just got good jujitsu, uh, but like even no particular way to get it there. So uh, up against a guy who, who is much more powerful on the feet, isn't a terrible grappler in his own right. And I think ultimately it's probably the better wrestler. Like this is an easy one. Take Soldaev. 
There you go. Take so die off. All, uh, all the other guy has is jujitsu, just like Daniel. Are you yeah, good at getting to your jujitsu though, Dan? No, I jump guard every okay. time. There you go. He's one of those guys. <laughs> or sit, He's or one sit of... to guard if they yes. they allow it in the tournament. Yeah, these are we're just talking jujitsu here. Dan doesn't uh, doesn't do the punching and kicking stuff, so it's not that annoying that he jumps guard. Um, don't want you to think he's a coward or something. All right, what are we moving on to? Co-main event, how about? Big boys. Michael Martinek versus Daniel Omelanchuk. Omelanchuk. I haven't said his name for a while. I you got it, like though. We have... You nailed it, yeah, I know. <laughs> have we talked about him recently? We may have talked about him recently. We, I don't know why we would I think the last time we did a KSW, he was on it. He was on that one? Okay. Yeah. Let's tell you about... This one's basically a pick on the board. I'm going to tell you about uh, the Polish bear first. That would be Omelanchuk. Omelanchuk. I'm pushing my luck. I'm not going to say anymore. Pushing my luck with Omelanchuk. He's 25-13-1 with one no contest. Six knockouts, 10 submissions. He's been knocked out twice, submitted twice. 0-3 in KSW. He's won, He's lost three straight fights. He's won one of his last five. He went 4-5 and five in the UFC. He's been a pro fighter since 2009, pro MMA fighter. Uh, based on the last weigh-ins, he was 15 pounds heavier than uh, than. Uh, Who's he fighting again? He's fighting Mart- Martinez. Martinez, right. Excuse me. Martinez, yes. Um, he's 15 pounds heavier than him. Minus 110. Martinez Blackbeard is the nickname. R. 10 and 3. And he does have a black beard. I have checked. He's 10 and 3. Six knockouts, one submission. He's been knocked out twice, submitted once. He's 1-0 in KSW. We got a pattern. We haven't, we haven't had as many patterns as back in the day, but uh, we do have a pattern here. Loss, win, loss, win, loss, win. He did win his last fight, so take it as you will. Do as you please with that. It's been six straight fights. He swapped losses and wins. He was 0-1 on the Contender Series. Do you remember who he fought? Martinek. What? I don't remember offhand, but I'll put the injury. Right. Oh, he fought Rodrigo Nascimento. Yogi Berra. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's right. Yep, he lost. He lost to him. Uh, he was a regional champ as well, Martinez. Two inches of height on his Polish bear opponent. A half a foot of reach. Six inches of reach. Minus 120. Yeah, and, and I should have remembered that it was Rodrigo Nascimento because the reasons that I'm picking Martinek here is that, like, his lone weakness does clearly seem to be that he has some issues with his grappling, right? Nascimento took him down, arm triangle choke. Uh, he lost a fight later in uh, ACA. Somebody put him in a crucifix and just dropped bombs on him. Like, he has trouble when a guy wants to come in and grapple. Um, and... You know, he might have some trouble against, like, big punchers, too, who are faster than him because he does fight with his hands so freaking low. It bothers me so much because he's a heavyweight. Like, what heavyweight fights with his hands down trying to draw out big punches from other people? But somehow he does it, um, and it doesn't blow up in his face every single time. I don't think it will blow up in his face here against Omi Lanchuk either because, like, I, I used to really love Daniel Omelanchuk. I used to think that he had, like, a lot of potential, even as, like, an older kind of heavyweight. But I, I went back and watched his last fight, the one where he does get uh, Achilles locked. And, and, by the way, that was the last time we broke down a KSW guard, um, where he gets Achilles locked. And, and the problem with that is, is just, like, he, first of all, he's not going to outgrapple Martinek. And the second thing is Omelanchuk looked so slow on his feet. Like, age is really hitting him hard lately. Um, he's 40 years old now. He looks 40 years old on the feet and like, yeah, he, he's got the ability to like, kind of get in your face and, but, but like, he's just going to overextend himself on a punch here and, and get countered really hard by Martinez. So yeah, I I like Martinez here. I'm kind of surprised the line is as close as it is. So you're going to jump all over this, are you? 
I think this is of the spots that I've seen so far. I mean, obviously, other than like the real big favorites, I'd say this is probably my favorite one because Laese looks good. Um, but like, you know, like there there is the chance that if it hits the ground, he looks completely, you know, out of his element. But like, I think it probably won't, and he'll win. But like, you know, that's a style thing. Martina here, I I just can't envision a situation where only Landchuk is like dominating him on the mat or like outstrike i i just don't see it so uh yeah i like martina here all right we also like trade coffee it's crazy that so many of us enjoy the finer things in life and so many of us still settle for blah coffee every day with trade coffee you can start every morning with something special let me tell you about trade coffee it's a coffee subscription service unlike anything you've tried before because they partner with top independent roasters to freshly roast and send the best coffees in the country direct to your home on your preferred schedule their team of experts do all the work taste tested hundreds of coffees from across the u.s every month to curate over 450 exceptional coffees that make the cut and if what i get or what gumby gets isn't up your alley don't worry trey will have whatever it is you want you can shop their most popular coffees by roast or flavor profile or you could take their coffee quiz and get expertly matched with coffees that you'll love so if you want to support small businesses and brew the best cup of coffee 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 you've ever made at home it's time to try Trade Coffee. Right now, Trade is offering our listeners a total of $30 off your first order, plus free shipping at drinktrade.com slash SGP. That's drinktrade.com slash SGP for $30 off your subscription to the best copies in the world. Finally, Odds Trader. Odds Trader is a place to compare odds from all major sports books. You can also compare the different sign-up codes and promotions from sports books to get the best deal. The app also provides player statistics, key game stats, injury reports, and projected game day weather for betters to make the most informed bets possible. Also, as a bet tracker, for so betters can keep records of all your games and betting activity. Go to oddstrader.com slash bluewire. Oddstrader, the number one site for all your game day bets. And it is now main, main event time. Uh, it is for featherweight fight, Robert Rushala versus Damian Stasiak. Why are these guys headlining, Dan? Are uh, they worthy Stasiak, headliners? Stasiak's a pretty big name. Yeah, uh, and, I've heard of him. I, I think, yeah, of course you have. He's been in the UFC. Um, he actually has a submission win over Davy Grant, which uh, is a, a pretty nice feather in his cap. Um, but I would say this is one where they took somebody with pretty big name value in Damian Stasiak and put him up against somebody who I think KSW is interested to see if he's like uh, going to be a big deal. So I, I think Rushala is going to be one of those ones that they have their eye on. Okay. Could these could this be a like title eliminator we're we're going at here? Yeah, I'm trying to remember who their 145 pound champ is right now, but I can't remember. But yeah, like it it's probably not that. I mean, like they could always throw, and I do believe this. They could always kind of throw Stasiak in there because I think he's like a pretty big draw. But yeah, um, it's it's probably close to that. They right, actually cool. they actually have rankings in in uh in KSW now, but they only rank their champion and um th- like the top five. And these guys are number four and five in the division. Stasiak four, Rujala five. So like kind of close. There's some dudes in front of them, but it's kind of close. And do they let you uh do they let you vote on this, Dan? Or uh, just I, UFC? I, I don't have vote. votes on this, but do do you know that once upon a time I was offered not just to be on the ranking panel for the UFC? but for bare knuckle boxing. Oh, uh, exciting. Yeah. And I had to tell the person who invited me that I don't know anything about bare knuckle boxing. And I was like, this is not a good sign for you guys starting your rankings that you immediately went to a media member. Doesn't have the slightest clue or has yep. never watched, never watched an event. Not in my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> 
Very good start. Very good start for them. These are going to be doing all right, though. This isn't a bare knuckle boxing podcast, but nonetheless. All right, I'm going to tell you about Stasiak first. His nickname is Webster. Why is his nickname Webster? Was he fan, a fan of the show? I didn't know there was a show. Oh, my God. You're so young. You don't remember Webster. Emmanuel Lewis. Oh, boy. Look it up. Google it. Um, he's Stasiak, 13 and 8, one knockout, 10 submissions. He's been knocked out once. The only time he's been stopped in 21 fights. He's two and two in KSW. He did lose his last fight. He went two and four in the UFC. Used to fight at lightweight. Used to fight at bantamweight. 2011 was his pro debut in MMA. Plus 110, the number on him. Rushala, seven and zero with three submissions. Four and zero in KSW. He's eight years younger, two inches taller, got four inches of reach on Stasiak. Minus 138, the number on him. I'm gonna take the, uh, especially because I haven't yet. I realized just looking back at this, I, I haven't taken a dog yet, and I, I already had this one circled as one I liked. Um, for a couple of reasons. First of all, yeah, Rushala de- definitely got a lot of promise here. But the the thing I don't like about him here fighting against Stasiak is that both of these guys want to do the same thing. They both want to grapple. Um, I actually think Stasiak might have a slight advantage on the feet uh, because Rushala kind of just like, I, I don't want to say flails. He, he kind of sprints his way in with less technical strikes um then then he needs to actually do damage on the feet because i think it's just a means to an end he, he just wants to get the fight to the mat and i kind of like staziak's control a little bit better than rushala's i saw a fight with rushala who it's not that he's giving up positions but he's he's losing his less or his more advantageous positions in favor of slightly less advantageous positions just because he's like going for it and I don't think he's going to sub Stasiak. So even if he winds up in a good position, if he like goes all out for that submission, I think he's going to find himself countered because Stasiak is such a good grappler. So with a little bit of an advantage on the feet and the fact that I think Rochelle is like a little bit too risky, I do like Stasiak here for the slight upset. All right. He got, we got a dog before we bid you farewell. So in conclusion, KSW 75, Dan's got Stasiak. He's got Martinek. He's got Soldaev. He's got Lee Say and he's got Narkin. Is that correct, Gumby? Yeah, you, yeah, you got them all. Yes, I got them all. I was kind of paying, half paying attention this episode, so that, that helps. So <laughs> hopefully all of you are paying attention and uh, jumped, are going to jump on all those picks. Uh, we will be back in yours again tomorrow, Monday. Um, we will have picks for another fight card. What fight card? You're going to have to wait and see and listen on Monday. I'm going to keep it a, a, a surprise. Um, in the meantime... Discord, we haven't mentioned the Discord yet. Get in our Discord if you're not in already. It's lots of fun. No matter what you're into, um, we hang out in the fight channel, but I hang out in a lot of the channels on there. It's lots of fun. So sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord is the place to be. Uh, Twitter, SGPNMA, SGPNMMA. Uh, Gumby runs that one. Uh, his his personal account is Gumby Vreeland. Mine is Jeff Fox Writer. Uh, you can read my MMA stuff at moneymma.substack.com. With the UFC back this week, I will have my weekly pick'em contest up and running again on there so you can win some prizes. Um, so make sure you get in on there. And then later on this week, we'll have another episode of Dan's other podcast, the Top Turtle MMA podcast. So um, I think that's all I, I really need to tell you because uh, we're going to be in your ears before you know it again on uh, Monday. So I'm going to let Gumby take us home this episode. I'm David Gumby Freeland. He's Frankenstein Jeff Fox, and we will see you tomorrow. 